Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of The Talon Talk. I'm Isabella. And I'm Hannah. And today we have a very special guest. You may see her in the Learning Commons. Her name is Miss Williams. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. So, first of all, what's your job here? So, my official title is Educational Technology Specialist and... Um, there's a couple of things that I do. Um, the first thing is I'm the Schoology administrator, making sure that it's always working and students have access to it. Teachers have access. They know how to use Schoology um, as well as using the iPad and integrating technology into the classroom. And also I manage the online bookstore, make sure that that's functioning, make sure all the correct books are there. Yeah. And then I guess I'm in the learning commons. So part of my job is making sure kids aren't talking too loud or eating or drinking in the learning commons. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, where are you from? What high school did you go to? Um, So I was born in Vallejo, California. Um, and from age four to eight, my dad was stationed to Misawa Air Force Base in Japan. So my dad's in the Air Force. So we lived there for a while and then moved back to Vallejo. And I graduated from St. Patrick, St. Vincent High School. That's cool. So you mm-hmm. did go to a Catholic high school. Yeah. Cool. So you are also president of the BSU club. No, I'm moderator. You're mo- that's, yeah. there you go. that's <laughs> what I meant. Moderator. And you and Miss Bronson moderate together? Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about that club? So um, the first thing everybody hears Black Student Union, and they think it's just for black kids or black students. It's not just for black students. It's for any student that wants to know more about African-American culture or, you know, just hear what we have to say or, you know, that's pretty much what we talk about in the club. How can we celebrate our culture at Christian Brothers? What do you do in meetings and on mm. campus? So um, this year has been really, really tough because we haven't had too many Falcon Flexes. Um, the most recent event we had, we all participated in the Martin Luther King March, about 20 students. But coming up for this Black History Month, and we'll have our reading where we're reading the book called Dear Martin. And a reading is where you read the book and then we'll have the event on the 21st here in the Learning Commons at 6.30 where we'll discuss the book, basically like a book talk. But we'll also talk about some of the issues in the book and how it relates to our lives now. And everybody's welcome to that. Another event that we're doing now is the um, book supply drive for the Oak Ridge Elementary School um, which is next door to us. Um, we'll have our end of the year Black History Month like party. Um, and that's what we have in the works for right now. And we volunteer at Oak Ridge and other places as well. So that's just the most recent one. Oh, that's cool. I did not know that at all. Um, I also, you guys also put on like a big food thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I feel Um, like. So, yeah. So this year we did it probably when you guys were freshmen um, and probably sophomore year too. Um, we didn't do too many food items last year, but this year we'll have the same thing. But I think the first year we had gumbo, which some people don't know what gumbo is, which is like, um, I guess you would call it like a soup. <laughs> it has sausage, chicken, crab, shrimp, and you eat it over rice. So that's what we had the first, t- the first time, yeah. And we'll probably have that again 
this month. And when will that launch be? February 28th. Yeah, the uh, last Thursday, their all-school lunch. So we'll be selling that. But we'll have some sweets, too. That'll be part of it as well. So you did grow up in Vallejo and Japan, mm-hmm. and you went to high school. So was it a more, what was, like, the predominant race there? Uh, at my high school. So, okay, so when I first moved back from Japan, I was at a, on an Air Force base, right? So it was pretty much everybody, like, in every race. So when I was there, it was like race wasn't a big thing, right? So I, I moved back to California and like race is like a humongous thing. Um, the year I came back, I think it was 92 or 93. Then at that time, it was like the LA riots. And then so that was like a humongous deal. So and I ended up going to a public school where it was predominantly African American. So I realized pretty early, like, okay, like, you know, because be, where I came from, it wasn't that big of a deal. But um, so then when I got to high school, from going from public to private, my high school was predominantly Asian or Filipino, which is kind of really not Asian, Pacific Islander. That was the predominant race. And then there was white and then blacks. Um, black kids were like sec or third. So, yeah, that was um, so that was different for me, too, because. Like, I learned so much about other people, and I think they learned a lot about me, too. Then for college, I went to um, a historically black college, which means the school is pretty much all black. So um, that was a huge shock for me because when I went there, they thought I was, like, snobby or I talked proper. And, like, why do you sound like that? I'm like, well, this is how I sound, you know? And so they thought I was, like... They would call me like the white black girl kind of thing. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, like, no. But um, it was just weird because you're around your own culture. And then you got to see different facets and different types of African-American people. So that was a lot. That was a big change, like coming from a high school where I was my I think there was like 10 African-American kids in my graduating class to a school of like all African-Americans. But it was it was a good experience. To be honest, I didn't really... It wasn't really a cult, a color thing when I was growing Like, where I am from, it's pretty much everybody. It's, it's a pretty, like, diverse place, right? So as an adult, I definitely have it more, um, especially um, I went to college in North Carolina, and it was, like, totally different. It was just kind of like you have, like, sides. Like, okay, the black, like, this is a black high school, and then there was the white high school. Like, there was areas where, even though I thought it was, like, in the 2000s, but they were still like living like in the sixties or something. Oh, um, so that's not what I was, you know, used to like being from California. So as a kid in California, I never really encountered any like, like real racism, but college was different. Um, I would go into the mall, like normal stores we go to here, like Nordstrom, like to us it's like, Oh, it's Nordstrom. But to them, it's like, what is this black girl doing in Nordstrom? And my friends were like, you know, you don't, go in there and I'm like well I don't know we go in you know we go to San Francisco we go to Walnut Creek like we go to Nordstrom all the time and they're just telling me like yeah they don't expect you to be in Nordstrom so that was like a, a big shock to me we were going just like regular restaurants that we kind of take I don't even say take for granted but at that time it was like Cheesecake Factory or like P.F. Chang's or something it was like we we would get looked at a little differently which was like something that was like really like, I didn't think that was a big deal. But again, they would tell me like, yeah. And that's why I guess they thought I was like 
bougie or like different and like why does she want to go to these places i'm like well we go to these places in california like with my friends it wasn't like a big deal so and then now um in 2019 and 2018 there was i've seen more racism occur than i did when i was you know um i think just because of the climate that's going on right now i see more people encountering some type of racism doesn't matter if they're african-american or hispanic or asian that's been like more noticeable than usual but for the most part growing up no i didn't have any people like spit at me or say things to me you know like i i hear my grandparents stories the things that they went through but you know they were during the civil rights era where and they decided to come to california so um, this is kind of based off of what you were just saying. Mm-hmm. Do you, obviously we don't live in like North Carolina. Right, or, right. Um, but do you find that students now possibly face more challenges than maybe you did or maybe less mm-hmm. challenges? Um, yes and no. Um, one of the reasons I decided to like not go to a UC or like a state school is because I wanted to feel like I belonged. I was, you know, like um, when I went on the campus and I think some kids here feel the same way. Like when they come to CB, they don't necessarily always feel like they belong. Um, Even though we kind of sweep it under the rug a little bit, like we're just coming to school, you know, and if you decide you've met friends here, you know, whatever race or color they are, but you still feel like, you know, there's not enough of me here. Um, that's kind of how I felt a little bit in high school, but my, my best friend is Filipino and, you know, I don't really, we don't talk about color or race or anything, but I think that's what we do is kind of like, we will not make it a big deal, but it still is prevalent, like, okay. So I still think that's still a big issue to be um, like, you know, you want to see more of people that look like you. Yeah. yeah. Um, going off of that again, mm-hmm. um, what do you think that non-African American students or anyone that's looking to make everyone feel more welcome in our CB community, what can we do to help any race who's feeling isolated or like they aren't understood on campus? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, um, I guess stop assuming maybe, like having assumptions about somebody. I think a lot of people... Um, some of the kids have, you know, told me that, um, somebody will come up to them like, oh, are you on a scholarship? Like, is that why you're here? You know? And it's kind of like, hey, like, are you asking me this because of my race or, you know, like what, like, that's kind of like the big thing that I've hear, heard so many times is why they keep assuming I'm this way because of my skin color. So I think that would be the biggest thing is just throw out the assumptions about everybody and just get to know that person. Um, and I think that'll go a long way. Adults and, you know, students. Because I feel like sometimes student to student and adult to adult, like, you know, we assume somebody knows about a certain TV show or a certain, like, type of music because the way they look. But they might not. Like, even coming here, like, it's funny because a lot of the kids, like, they listen to rap music and stuff. And they're like, oh, Miss Wells, I went to this concert, I went to that concert. I'm like, wow, I didn't even know you, like, listen to Travis Scott or you listen to I think what is the latest one ASAP Rocky right 
a lot of CB kids told me they were going. I'm like, wow, like I kind of listen to that music too, you know? And when I see some of those kids, I'm like, I never thought that you would listen to that. But um, I think that's the biggest thing that we should work on is just stop assuming about each other and just get to know each other. You talked about how you do read-ins and mm-hmm. you read African-American yes, literature. Yes, African-American literature, right. Um, what do you think of the representation of African-Americans in literature and media right now? Oh, that's a great question. Since I've been here, this is my fifth school year, they've added African-American literature class, right? So it was interesting to see people's thoughts. Like last year was the first year. And um, a lot of kids that joined the class that were African-Americans, they thought it was just going to be like, yeah, I don't know what, I really don't know what they thought they're just going to be talking about, like just being black all day. And then even they got to see great works from African-American authors. So for me, I just see it as I always kind of grew up reading African-American literature and poetry. I love poetry. So Maya Angelou, Nikki Giovanni are like my favorites. So for CB to take that opportunity to highlight African-Americans and have its own class, I think it shows how prominent African-American literature is because it can have its own course. Plenty of courses in college that cover African-American literature and authors and poems and poetry. And for me, the reason I grew up on it and why it's so important to me is my grandpa would make me read it he was a principal and he so I can see what other people went through like before me um so that's the importance of African-American literature is we get to hear our story told but in different perspectives you know but now the way as we say in the media it's different um I don't like Twitter I don't like Instagram (laughs) Even though I I have a Twitter, I don't have an Instagram anymore. But um, because you don't know what's the truth anymore, you know. So like when somebody puts something out in the media or whatever, I really don't like the way everyone is displayed. So I try not to like pay attention to it anymore because it's kind of like pe- you'll get stuff pushed in your face what you know might not be the truth. So the way we're depicted in the media is kind of like good and bad. Um, I don't know because I don't really watch that many. I try not to. I try to stay away from the news. Um. Oh, I do have oh. one more question. Okay. Are there any um books, movies, um poetry that you suggest that we should take a look into, or anybody oh, listening? It's a great question. So the book that we're reading right now is Dear Martin by um Nick Stone, and if you've ever seen the Hate You Give, the movie um that book it's so dear martin kind of falls um, the same kind of path of the hate you give which is why it's so important to the kids at cb because this is an african-american student that's in a private school talks about their experiences so for me my favorite authors i think you guys read zora neale hurston oh Was she one of did you guys have to read that for their your eyes junior are watching year? yeah did you read that junior year yes i love okay. that book yeah so she's one of the authors that i had to read a lot um or read read her books another one for me like i mentioned before was nico nikki giovanni um maya angelou that i think a lot of people know who she is but my latest book that i need to read is michelle obama's book i got it for christmas and i haven't had the opportunity to actually read it yet 
but um, that is on my reading list right now, and I need to hurry up and read it so I can talk about it with my <laughs> friends. But um, yeah, and Miss Bronson, she's the English teacher who loves to read, loves to read. She knows a lot of great authors too that she has. But for me, right now, I am on to my reading my Michelle Obama book. <laughs> Uh, are there any last events with BSU that you want to plug to help get the word out there? Yeah, so the reading, of course, is February 21st. The book is Dear Martin by Nick Stone. The next thing is our book drive for the students next door. And we'll have our block party February 28th. And I think that's it. Anything else you'd like to add? So yeah, I'll just talk about my experience at CB. It's my fifth year here, and for the most part, it's been a really great experience. Like, it's you guys are awesome. I feel like, are you guys in KBFT as well, no, or no. just talent? Okay, um, but the class, this class, offers a lot for you guys, and hopefully, like as females, you know, you get to my major was computer science in college, so I didn't see too many females that know how to, you know, the computers and engineering and science and technology. So hopefully you guys keep up with that. And um, yeah, hopefully that's one of my messages, just promoting that more. Well, that's it for me. Thank Thank you so so much. Thank you. So if you like that episode, and want to contribute to Black History Month or just join BSU just for fun and to learn more about other cultures, then we have a couple fun events for you guys to go to. All month, the BSU is starting a school supply drive for the students at Oak Ridge Elementary School. And if you don't know what that is, it's school that's right next to us. We see the kids playing. It's right over there. And we also have a read-in, reading the book Dear Martin by Nick Stone on the 21st. And it should be after school during Falcon Flex. And our final event is on the 28th, and that is a block party with lots of good music and great food. Get your grub on and get your appreciation on. (laughs) Thank you very much for tuning in to Talent Talk. I'm Isabella. And I'm Hannah.